right, what is going on, everybody? Zane here with Everything Virtual, joined by Ronnie. Ronnie, how you doing, man? Pretty well. Uh, yeah, been a long week, so I know it's been a long week for you as well. Yeah, so. I know, I know. We, we've been terrible. We didn't do another Game Talk episode this week, but we wanted to get back to you guys with the news. Honestly, it's it's we, we want to make sure we're spending significant times in the titles that we are playing, um, and whether it's a timing thing, schedule, whatever the case is, uh, we just haven't been able to... We just haven't felt comfortable in in doing that, or at least I haven't. I, maybe Ronnie's yeah. been. I, here, but. I've been dabbling. I mean, not yeah. to give like too 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 many spoilers for whatever our next game talk episode is going to be, but I've been messing uh, around with a Hotas, so okay, like a, okay. a joystick I, and throttle setup. So I definitely want to make sure that we talk about that in depth. So um, let's save that for the next game talk. Hopefully, this coming weekend slash Monday. Sounds good to um, me. And yeah, all right. So let's dive into the news. We got a couple of. Um, actually, significant um, significant pieces of news, uh, significant changes uh, across the landscape. Um, I, I I mean, let's start with Oculus and the yep. Oculus Go. Big thing here, they formally and officially announced that the Oculus Go will be discontinued. Um, I don't know the date on that, but let me go ahead and pull up this screen. And while I do that... This isn't really surprising. Uh, no, it's it's uh, not surprising like, to me. I to be honest, I was I was almost surprised it hadn't happened sooner. Mm-hmm. But okay, it was it's also not, kind it's of no longer even available. So there yeah, you go. It was kind of crazy to me how abrupt it was, just in terms of like I don't know if I I don't think I had missed anything. Like I, I don't think that there were any kind of prior announcements saying that it was gonna be phased out or anything mm-hmm. like that. It was literally, I mean, I was just at Micro Center a few days ago. And there were all kinds of Oculus Go's like at the store. And then like a couple days later, all of a sudden the new, the hot news item is Oculus Go discontinued. And I would imagine those are all taken off the shelf now. Like it's kind of crazy. Well, I mean, I, I don't know that they would be taken off the shelf because I'm sure they still want to sell to But my, and uh, this is, this is all speculation guys. So I don't know what the business practices are, but if, if there was a strategy that I would think could potentially be employed is don't tell anyone that you're going to discontinue something because then either yeah. people will lose interest. They know that yeah. it's, there won't be any support. No, you're right. There. I mean, who's going to buy something? Yeah, that's, yeah. right. I, um, no, I agree. Or, or, or it'll be discount, or it'll be uh, sorry, discounted so much because you know, re- basically, your retail partners will have nothing to do with it, right? Like it's just yeah. like, oh, okay, well, nobody really wants these. Let's put it on discount. Retailers lose out on that. Yeah. So I, I just figure maybe they just stop producing them at some point, and yeah. now that they. Are at a, at a place maybe where they're starting to get reorders, uh, yeah. or potential reorders. They're just like, yeah, no, we're done. Yeah, no, you're probably right. And I mean, it, again, this doesn't come as a surprise to people in the industry. I mean, everyone knows that we're moving away from uh, three degrees of freedom headsets and more into six degrees of freedom, especially with uh, with Oculus. With mm-hmm. the release of the Quest, they've proven that they can do a standalone headset that has the full capabilities of motion tracked controls and all of that. So, so it, it makes sense that they're doing it. Um, and, and if you recall, like I think around uh, Thanksgiving here in the U S there was the, the, there were like deep sales on Oculus go. So like I had a lot of people reaching out to me asking if they should buy one cause they were dirt cheap and all of that. And mm-hmm. I mean, my recommendation was no at that yeah. time. So it, I mean, it, if you're not, gonna throw down for VR, and and, and sorry to, to cut it off, but if you're gonna yeah. throw down money for VR, um, and, and again, two hundred, the two hundred dollar difference between the Go and and the Quest, of course, you know, people enter into different price points, but if you're gonna come in, like, just the v- value of experience, 
mm-hmm. and the vast difference of experience between both of them, uh, it's there's no question. And, and like you said, no surprise. Yeah. And I mean, that uh, apparently there are people out there that care a lot about like 360 video. And I mean, you can use the, the Oculus Go for like video playback and that kind of thing. I don't know if big screen is compatible on it or if you're just using like the Oculus native app to to run videos and stuff. But my understanding is it's a pretty like I know Damon has a go and he was using it a lot for like just video watching and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it. I don't know if these things are going to be like super deep discounted. Like if if someone is kind of interested and just wants to pick one up for like 50 bucks or something at some point, like maybe it's interesting. But but yeah, I think like you were saying, if you're going to put down, you know, closer to two hundred dollars or so, my my recommendation has always kind of been to just, you know, go and try to get your hands on a quest. But yeah, no, it just it it didn't make sense to me. Um, Oh, sorry. Sorry. I don't know why I said it in that. I was thinking something else. Yeah. It, it, it makes sense to me that um, they would discontinue. It it wouldn't make sense for them to have this as a long-term play is what I yeah. was trying to get at, right? Like yeah, yeah. I, there just doesn't seem to be a need for this intermediary anymore, especially yep. when something like the Samsung Gear VR exists, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like, people will try well and that well that that was discontinued too like before oh, this true so. true actually yeah you're right you're right well okay i still stand by my comment <laughs> i i mean it's just if you if you if you want to experience vr you know i think that there will be other intermediate uh or smaller off-brand headsets or or contraptions you can buy using your phone to watch those types of yeah. experiences yeah but you know at this point i to me with I'm sure the amount of labor, resources, manpower, all that just to keep the go going, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> just, you know, I, I think it's probably more prudent for Oculus to be focusing those resources elsewhere. Yeah, no. And, and I mean, it was for what it was, I mean, it was a well-produced product. Like I know a lot of people say that it, they feel like it was more comfortable than the quest. I don't know if that's just because the quest has more stuff inside of it. It's like heavier, but um, so it, it did have some some strengths to it, but at the end of the day, especially with, I was just thinking the addition of hand tracking. I, I think a lot of people are kind of assuming that cheap versions of the Quest going into the future will kind of be lightened, maybe even controller free versions of the Quest. For like, yeah. I'm not saying that that's the way to go either. Like, as far as I'd still recommend getting something that offers the whole experience but just like if they were going to want to fit something into that 100 to 200 dollar price point it might be something like an entry level like buy a quest without controllers and buy the controllers later kind of thing rather than like a separate device but i, I don't know yeah. if they're gonna go well, that i route. mean i mean if if they offer the quest without controllers if the hand tracking gets her like you were saying that'd be an interesting yeah wrinkle i mean just just for the media playback i'm not saying for like awesome game experiences or anything like that i mean i just and again i I know i know two hundred dollars is not an insignificant amount of money for people but it's to to me it it didn't really make sense to have that as an intermediary right like yeah for, for the people who would be interested in vr I, I can't imagine somebody being like, yeah, I think I'll go for a go rather than being like, I'd rather save up for another couple of months or a year to get, you know what I mean? Whatever, yeah. whatever the case to get, to get the quest. So yeah. not, not a surprise, but like you said, it did come a little abruptly. So um, if you want to go, 
you will have to probably look in uh, for secondhand I, off market. I was I was waiting for you to say go again, and that's I know, I know. I was, I was, <laughs> it was, was like, so tempting, gonna, but I, I was I was gonna try again to put a pun there. Yeah. All right, so uh, okay, well let's move on. I think this is probably our biggest news of the week, and that is uh, ready at dawn. Now, mm -hmm. they are the studio behind Lone Echo, and the upcoming Lone Echo 2 mm -hmm. has been acquired by guess who, Ronnie? Um, HTC? Oh, you wish. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they've been acquired Oculus. by Oculus. And yeah, this Facebook. Is not the first time, yeah, Facebook and Oculus, and this is not the first time we've had this conversation uh, about, you know, it, it just seems like Oculus is, is scooping up these different studios left and right. So they require this, the VR studio. This is a TechCrunch article just to get a little bit more details. But what are what are your thoughts on this? Not, again, not necessarily a surprise. It's yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, it's cool to see Facebook continuing to invest. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I mean, I, th I think we've, we've been down this road before with previous, uh, previous conversations. You know, will future things be a uh, oculus exclusive will they continue to be oculus exclusive how does that work you know what i mean mm -hmm. but what, what are your thoughts overall on this yeah so i mean my initial thoughts are it's a good thing for the vr industry uh, mainly because i mean up until this point all of the vr titles that ready at dawn had put out they were all oculus exclusives anyways so they weren't making any titles that you know were you know that were available on Steam or anything like that. I'm, I'm sure that was all like publishing deals and stuff like that, that they already had with Facebook and Oculus. So really like from a, from a VR landscape perspective, it really doesn't change a whole lot as far as, you know, accessibility to, to ready at dawn's VR titles are, are concerned. Really the main thing is that this ensures that ready at dawn will continue to make VR titles because yeah. I mean, a, as a developer, I mean, really, uh, what I knew them for previously, they had released, uh, they had started out, I think, developing games on the PlayStation Portable, like the original PSP system. Mm -hmm. And there were some really like good, technically uh, savvy games on that platform, like Daxter and God of War Chains of, Chains of Olympus. I'm looking at, at Wikipedia right now just to remember some of the stuff they put out originally. And they did have kind of a brief stint. They released The Order 1886, which is a PlayStation 4 title that I don't remember exactly how well it was received, but I know at the time, I mean, it looked amazing. And I, I know people were really kind of excited about the game prior to its release. So really, like, up until that point, they had been working, you know, on those other systems. And then since then, I mean, basically in 2017-ish, they developed Lone Echo for, for the Oculus Rift. And since then, they've just been all hands on deck on VR titles. So yeah. Echo Arena came out on the Rift and you know eventually it was uh ported over to uh the Quest and it's technically still in beta there right now but it'll eventually I, I know it's been you know really successful on the Quest and we've talked about yeah, our experience we've talked about our, on, on the podcast and it's, fa yeah. it's a fantastic game. I mean yeah so and, and Lone Echo itself was an amazing amazing uh like narrative driven VR title mm -hmm. and they're working on Lone Echo 2 which is set to come out uh, supposedly sometime this year so I mean yeah they they really have proven themselves to be a really strong contributor to the the VR you know kind of double triple A type yeah. games uh, so 
so yeah so i mean is it a bummer that we won't see their games kind of natively support other systems like the index and yeah sure but you know they weren't really in that line of work previously anyways mm -hmm. so for me i just think that this is a, a huge win for that team and it's a huge win i mean they they clearly see a future and their future being in vr if, if they were going to you know if they were going to to to, to bite facebook's uh fa facebook's offer so yeah well you know the uh, the flip side of this too is obviously facebook is invested in oculus um or sorry, in the VR space through Oculus. But, you know, Facebook has not been very, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, they're not secretly trying, sorry, they're not so secretly trying to get into the gaming side of things too, right? With Facebook gaming trying to be a rival to Twitch. Yeah. So, you know, um, like you like you were saying, Ready at Dawn has a slew of, of titles that were pre-VR. Um, Mm -hmm. And so if they continue and now have the resources to really kind of expand all across to create both VR and non-VR titles, yeah, you know, th th this could be Facebook's play into acquiring a really talented team yeah. uh, to create a wealth of content across different platforms for them. So Yeah, and they have a um, they clearly have a, a strong relationship with them and it kind of reminds I mean absolutely, you yeah. see you you see others an, another studio, you know, bigger studio than than uh, Ready at Dawn but like similar situation was Insomniac Games. Uh, mm -hmm. They are, they are, they were, and still are making a lot of, you know, awesome VR titles for 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 the Oculus platform, but they got snatched up by Sony. So so mm -hmm. so, and it was fascinating to me that that occurred, probably mainly because they they produced an amazing PlayStation Four title in Spider Man, mm -hmm. and so and and they obviously have a background on a lot of uh, you know, amazing Sony, uh, you know, PlayStation games like Ratchet and Clank is is the big one that comes to mind. But in general, like I said, that's that's a studio that they had a, a they had some some kind of a relationship with Oculus, of course. Um, but they've also had you know a relationship built over the years with Sony, and Sony snatched them up. Uh, to me, this is kind of a Ready at Dawn clearly has a good relationship with Facebook and. Basically, yeah. the 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 two parties decided to take it to the next level. So, yeah, I, I mean, uh, again, good news. I think uh, from an it, absolutist standpoint, it's and it good is good news for VR. So, yeah, I I did read also that I mean, this is usually how it always goes, at least at the beginning, anyways. But I mean, they were pretty adamant about saying it was still going to be kind of a standalone, independent, like even though it's owned by Facebook, that it's not going to in any way, you know, kind of change the type of development that they were doing. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, well, so one of the things that I was reading in the article, which I think is just important to point out now um, here, the studio will operate independently out of their Irvine, California and Portland, Oregon offices. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, okay, let's, let's be real for a minute. Facebook uh, has been known to be a little controlling. <laughs> That's what I was. So, you know, I, I, you know, well, I'll take, I'll take that, that statement there as a, with a grain of salt, but, um, you know, I, I think it's, I think it is in Facebook's best interest, at least at this point, this early on, you know, this team knows what they're doing. They've created mm -hmm. fantastic, uh, content material and games. So, um, I would hope that they will be able to operate with that type of freedom to, to really innovate within the space and, and yeah. innovate within, within VR. So, I mean, I can um, only imagine yeah. like, 
I would I would assume I, I don't know what kind of budgetary restrictions they had when Oculus was obviously helping to publish their games. Yeah. But hopefully this will give them even more resources to build even bigger and, and awesomer experiences. So yeah. agreed. Um all right, cool. So let's move on now to and I think you and I were were talking before. This is this is not necessarily a topic we want to give full commentary on because I feel like they're there's so much here and it's, and it's also a lot of speculation, mm -hmm. but um, there was this really fascinating article that came out, which talked about app kind of the history, recent history. I want to say like 2015 mm -hmm. through 2015 yeah. through now That's right. uh, of Apple's AR and VR projects. And so this, this was an article on Bloomberg and I'm just going to share it here so folks can see, see what to look for. Um, but you, Ronnie, you and I have been talking about Apple and you, you and I are, are both iPhone users. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, I, I have a bunch of different Apple products. I, I'm, I'm really within their ecosystem. So that being said, and it being very obvious, also known that I am a VR enthusiast, I am excited to say the very, very least about what they have planned and especially stuff that we've heard previously. And I want to say a couple months ago. Um, there was another article that came out talking about, you know, glasses coming out by 2022, but the main takeaway from there is that they wanted these glasses to replace your smartphone, right? So mm -hmm. we're talking about some seriously powerful devices here, uh, but powerful and portable. Mm -hmm. Um, so there was a lot to unpack in this article. I, I don't know that this, uh, episode would be the best to do it. Maybe we can do a special episode kind of diving into this further, but yep. But let's just briefly talk about this. We want so we want to bring it up to you guys, um, just to bring it to your attention because I, I feel like it wasn't necessarily as out there with all the other news, both VR and non-VR news that's happening in the world right now. Um, but what were some some of your main takeaways from this, Ronnie? Yeah, I mean, it, my my main takeaways were I, I thought it was really fascinating that at one point they were really aiming to, in my opinion, make a headset that competed more with like PC VR. So the mm -hmm. highest end of VR that we have, and it would have been fully wireless. It would have kind of connected wirelessly to uh, a base station, more or less like a, I mean, they're, they're saying similar to like a, like, like a Mac mini or something mm -hmm. sized device and that it would allow whatever it was that they were working on to really push beyond, you know, current state VR. Yeah. So I don't know much more details than that. Um, yeah. And but the then, article was article was super dense. So like, yeah, you know, we, we, we highly encourage folks to, to yeah. go and, and read it. Um, but so, but, but so yeah. that was, that was, it's interesting to me that they were looking at that approach early on, but to me, it sounds like, like what has me kind of fascinated. Like you were saying, it sounds like there's really two products that they may or may not still be working on right now, which it sounds like one is going to be more of a, like a VR all-in-one type device similar to the Quest. And the other would be, like you said, the glasses, like the Apple glasses, more AR-focused type device that would come a bit later, which makes sense to me. I, like it, it makes sense that you would be able to make more of a VR type device earlier and that the AR device would come a little bit later just because yeah. of tech technological challenges around that. But, but yeah, like that, that part of it was a little bit unclear to me just because it did sound like, um, you know, there were some challenges within the company um, as to whether they really wanted to push a VR type 
um, type of experience that's going to be kind of all in, you know, all encompassing for users. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that, I mean, I, regardless, it's definitely been a major project at the company and it yeah. sounds like they have a lot invested in this idea, like not just money, but also just in terms of like, I, it doesn't sound like they want another failure slash like kind of complete pivot. Like they did with, it sounds like they did with, with some of the car, uh, the like the tesla mm-hmm. type competitors yeah. like they they obviously were thinking they were gonna make electric cars it sounds like and then kind of shifted more towards uh you know autonomous, autonomous driving yeah. yeah and so 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 with this it's kind of the pressure's on like can this can these r d de- departments and apple deliver on new products that will really bring to the table the kind of success that they've had in the past with you know with products like like the iphone or or even airpods now uh yeah. which i think have been pretty successful so uh well yeah. we'll have to wait and see uh one one thing i i did i don't know i don't think it was this article i i'm it wasn't i think it was oh, actually so so i actually think this was like a take from lucas uh risotto which or risotto uh, he is one of uh, the developers from uh, Where Thoughts. He was the developer behind Where Thoughts Go, and someone that we've interviewed on the show before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I read an article that he had put out on his own, like a Medium blog, a while back, and he just kind of laid out the fact that, unlike you know, really any other company, kind of like what you were saying, the fact that face, uh, the fact that Apple already has a strong you know, computer in the form of a phone that's in your pocket already has these kind of these seamless ear pods or AirPods earphones that you put in your ears and can have 3d spatial audio and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that you have a watch on your hand that could Isn't potentially, um, cause this is from a year. Like yeah. A year and a half ago this, I think this is, this is what it was, but he was linking to it and I read it again uh, and it just, okay. it just made me realize like, Oh yeah, of course. Like when it's time for them to kind of put out Google glasses or whatever it is, this is one device that's going to be potentially connecting to all of these other devices that you'll already be using from Apple. And really like the type of VR slash AR experience that they'll be able to provide with all of these technologies working together is really something special. Like think of what it costs, um, you know, Facebook, for example, to give you an all in one where, you know, you don't have, Facebook earphones. You don't have Facebook, a Facebook phone. You don't have Facebook anything. And they kind of have to package everything that you're going to be using for your experience into this device that they're selling you. Apple has a unique advantage where whatever they end up releasing, they can kind of combine with a lot of the products you already own as part of their ecosystem to make this experience like that much more enveloping to you. So I, I just think that's a really, really interesting take on apple's opportunity in the space i was just kind of skimming through i'll make sure we share this through but yeah so it's it's lucas risotto uh risotto and um on his medium blog but yeah yeah anyways i just thought that was interesting so cool okay well two different uh things from apple um yeah so we'll we'll dive into this more because i think you know uh ronnie and i are both very very interested to see what apple has up its sleeve um, and we've, we've spoken about this before, but Apple 
isn't necessarily the first to a space, but they definitely like like to come in and dominate the space once they are there. Now, I, I don't know, you know, it's it's hard to say because I wasn't into watches and I wasn't necessarily into smartphones before the iPhone and the Apple Watch and or the AirPods that came out. Um, but it seems as though there is a lot of development already pre-Apple in mm-hmm. the space and mm-hmm. a lot of big players in the space. Uh, when it comes to Facebook and Sony. So, you know, how Apple approaches it will be very interesting to me. And I I think the big thing to watch with Apple and even, you know, this this article from, from Lucas uh, kind of reminded me of that is just the simple fact that, you know, Apple isn't coming at this from a gaming perspective the way Sony or Facebook might. Um, you know, a- Apple, like they, they're, they're trying to dominate your entire life using their products, right? And and I think the the key takeaway from from what Lucas uh, was writing in his article was that they're, you know, they're not trying to come up with the best headset. They're trying to come out with the final piece of the puzzle that connects all of your all of your technology together. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I I'm I'm still endlessly fascinated with what they have. You and I are probably going to speculate quite a bit more as more information comes out. But mm-hmm. as um as the initial article I I uh, shared pointed out uh you know there's an all hands on deck meeting last fall talking about a potential announcement next year 2021 for a release of a headset in 2022 followed by some type of ar glasses in 2023 so that's that's where we're at right now mm-hmm. um still far out a lot can change before then but uh you know it could be here before you know it yeah no it's super so. exciting like like you were saying i mean I just I can't wait to see you know what they kind of produce out of this project, and also definitely it'd be something uh, to look forward to as far as like yeah. we already have a lot of other Apple devices, so kind of fitting one piece into the puzzle mm-hmm. might be very very compelling. Yeah, cool man. All right, well let's wrap this up. Uh, I think we just want to let everyone know just to f- your friendly VR reminder, your for every th- friendly everything virtual reminder that the Steam Summer Sale is going on right now. And to be completely honest with you, Ronnie, I don't know about yourself, but I have not had a chance to look through. Yeah, no, I look, I, look I, I picked up a couple of random things, but I haven't like delved deep into the, the VR stuff. I mean, honestly, I think these Steam sales are a great opportunity to uh, Google like top VR mm-hmm. games lists. And because at this point, there's such a backlog of games. I mean, really, even titles that we were recommending two or three years ago as best titles back then, if mm-hmm. you don't, if you're new to VR and you don't own some of those early VR titles that are amazing, like these yeah. Steam sales are a great time to kind of, you know, put together a list of games that you might be interested in picking up and then just going on the Steam sale and seeing what yeah, you, you could probably what they're for, there for. Cheap. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and, and, so and the, that's that's the one nice thing about Steam does its VR sales so much, you know, better and kind of more deep than than Oculus. Just as far as like the Oculus, most of the Oculus sales are just a little bit off the top here or there. Yeah. They'll they'll try to bundle certain, but Steam games, I mean, for those that are kind of new to the I ecosystem, mean, there's, there's stuff off like seventy percent off. Yeah. Games, so, so so it's it's a game changer. Like you can really pick up, you know, like. 10 games where you would have otherwise only picked up one or two. So 
Hold on. Let's see if we can go on and just maybe take a little peek. But, um, so this will be running through July 9th uh, today, which we're recording this on Thursday, the June 25th through July 9th. Um, and I'm just curious, since we're on here, if we can see anything that maybe we can just give a quick our quick thoughts on. Yeah. So, I mean, well, Half-Life Alex is already 25% off. So see? You know, that's and, that's... and Boneworks is 20%, Boneworks which I know. Is 20%. And, so those three Avalon titles. Is 40%. Even uh, even oh, Skyrim is 70 percent yeah. off. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. yeah you, you, I I think folks, if you if there's older games that you want to get into, here's Fallout at seventy percent off. If there's older games, it's definitely worth digging through. I know there's a ton of stuff on Steam, and it can feel a little bit overwhelming with you know all the games that have come out over the past four years. But yep. there's definitely some gems in there that you could pick up for for pennies on the dollar. Totally agree. Cool. All right. Well, Ronnie, maybe you and I will do a, an episode where we we can talk about some of our our top items that we saw in the steam store, but yeah, dude, man, I wish I could get Arizona sunshine for 15 bucks. That's awesome. Yeah. Even <laughs> Gorn Gorn for 10 bucks, like, yeah. which is a really awesome title. Um, okay. well, yeah, well, there's well, I, honestly, like I said, for people like us that have so many games, mm -hmm. sometimes the, it, it becomes repetitive year after year when you're, but like for people that haven't that, that have fresh, fresh libraries to fill, mm -hmm. man, like honestly, this is by far the best time to, to make up for that lost time. Absolutely. Cool. All right, man. Well, um, you have a great weekend for everybody listening. Make sure you guys have a safe and awesome weekend. And um, Ronnie, we'll, we'll get back to game talk at some point. Hopefully, so <laughs> hopefully, hopefully this upcoming week, I will. Sounds uh, good. Knock on wood. I, I will. Uh, I, I have a little family thing tomorrow, so I am going to bring my quest and see if I can. Uh, well, you know what? That, that's, that's the thing. I mean, I, I may not have as much of a chance to jump in, but uh, some of my cousins are super big into Star Wars, and they're they're, little, they're 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 old. They're a little bit older than me, so like you know, they're not necessarily into into VR. So I think this will be awesome for them. Oh yeah, that that'll be man, especially if they haven't tried it yet. That's gonna be like mind blowing to them. Yeah. So they tried. If you remember the original Star, one of them tried the original Star Wars um, demo that, that came out. Yeah, yeah, I remember, but that was so limited compared super to what. Basic. Yeah, I, I just I mean I want to see I want to see their reaction when they're in the room fighting with Vader. <laughs> Dude, that's that's exciting. That'll be really uh, cool. Yeah. All right, man. Fun times. Everybody stay safe. Uh have a great weekend and we will talk to you all very very soon.